welcome to The Grace Space, a space to unlearn what the fitness industry has ingrained in our minds for years. From weights making us bulky to eating 1,200 calories a day, health and fitness can be so black and white, which causes unhealthy relationships with food, exercise, and ultimately, ourselves. When you come to a gray space, you will learn how to stay consistent with the things that genuinely make you feel good and enjoy. So come hang with me and learn how to take back your life without labels, guilt, or restriction. Welcome to the gray space. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the gray space. I hope you're having a good start to your week. And honestly, can someone tell me how the hell April is over already? Like, it's actually freaking me out how fast time is going right now. Like, I don't like it. I feel like I blinked and this month is just gone. And this is the time of year. I want things to go slow. And of course, whenever you want something to go slow, it goes really fast. Like, even whenever I go on a vacation, I want it to go so slow and then it's like blank over. Let's get into the question of the day. So from being in the health and fitness industry since I was young, us women take health and fitness advice a little too literally sometimes. And don't get me wrong, like I did this for years. And I like doing these questions because I first read the answer that Google gives us first. And then I give you guys how to come to a gray space within that answer so you can succeed in your fitness journey. Because at the end of the day, being rigid with yourself or being perfect isn't going to make your progress any faster. Take it from me, whenever I first hired my first trainer, I told myself, you're paying this person, do absolutely everything he tells you and be perfect. And unfortunately, that didn't get me to my progress any faster. In fact, it kind of set me back a little bit because I never asked him questions as to why I was doing something. I just shut up and was like, okay, okay. And then whenever we parted ways, I didn't understand why I was doing half of the stuff I did. I started kind of not seeing any progress anymore. And I was just like, well, forget it. I'm going to go back to my old ways. And then slowly but surely gained all my weight back and was like, what did I do all this for? And I'm sure a lot of you have gone through this as well, just through not even like hiring a trainer, but any diet that you've done as well. It's like, we don't understand the why behind it, but that is what is so powerful. And getting away from that black and white thinking is very difficult, but it is 100% necessary if you want to be successful in the long term with this. So with that, today's question is, which is better for weight loss, strength training or cardio? Google says in big bold letters, cardio. And underneath says, even though cardio is better for your heart health, strength training builds muscle and endurance. Ideally, combining both is the best way to lose weight. So I don't totally hate that answer, but here is the problem with that. You're going to look at that and be like, well, I really need to up my cardio game if I want to lose weight. I need to start running. I'm going to buy a cycling package. At 45, here I come. We take it too literally and think more is better. 
and you're going to start doing cardio and you're going to see the scale go down. We're going to add more in because now you're motivated. You're seeing that this is working. You see more results until it stops working. Be honest with yourself now. How many of you have been at the same fitness studio and you saw results at first, but now you're probably going on year two and you're kind of at a halt. So is cardio best for weight loss in the short term? Definitely. But the thing is, we all want those long-term results. We don't want to always lose the weight and constantly worry about gaining it back or say we did a lot of cardio to get that weight off, but we have to continue to do that in order to just maintain. When you incorporate strength training, Google mentioned you'll build muscle and endurance. When we are consistent with strength training, watching yourself get stronger over time, yes, you do build muscle. And F45 or just classes that add strength training into this with cardio, it doesn't count. Like HIIT training, um, even when you're cycling and you have those like little dumbbells and you're doing some arm workouts, like some people consider that as strength training. Your body recognizes that as an aerobic exercise, not necessarily strength training. So you're going to get the benefits more of like a HIIT workout, which is still cardio, than you would solely gaining muscle. And the more muscle though that we have on our body, the faster our metabolism is because our body uses more energy. We have more muscle tissue, so we burn more calories without even doing anything. In the long run, while you are adding strength training in, you are teaching your body to become a calorie burning machine on its own. So you don't have to run as much or do so many cycling classes just to keep that weight off that you lost in the beginning. I've been taught my entire life, lift weights, that's gonna help shape your body, and then cardio burns off the fat. So I did this combination for years, but I always prioritized cardio first because I wanted those faster results. If you are someone right now that is constantly doing cardio and you're not seeing much of a change, start prioritizing strength training for a while. Take a break from all that cardio. And when you go back to adding that in, maybe six months down the line, you're not going to have to do as much to see results. Incorporating a step goal alone, you will see a change and you will notice a more toned look from the strength training. And this is the definition of training smarter, not harder. All right, guys, we have some catching up to do. I have definitely been in my travel girl era recently with my parents now living in Orlando and always vis visiting them every chance I get. Bobby and I went to Kentucky. I just got back from New Jersey. And as you are listening to this, I will be coming back from Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, honestly, I'm so here for it. I love traveling. I get my reading done on the planes. It's 
kind of turned into like the only time I'm not on my phone since the Wi-Fi is off and I am addicted to my phone. I'll be the first to admit and it's honestly pathetic, but that's just for another conversation. It's nice to be on a plane because I feel like I can just kind of escape. Of course, I'm reading another Colleen Hoover book. I'm reading Ugly Love right now and I'll be honest, it's it's a slow start. But I heard it's really good, so I'm definitely going to keep going. But normally, she's like someone that gets me like right into the book right away. And this one, I'm like, I'm only 50 pages in, let's be real. But I'm like, all right, let's see how this goes. My two best friends, Maddie and Marissa, and I flew up to Hoboken to surprise our bestie, Shannon. Us four have been close literally since middle school. And her boyfriend texted us and was like, what do you guys think of coming up and surprising Shannon for her birthday? And honestly, we didn't even hesitate. Like it was immediate. Yes. She's been living there for a couple years and we had yet to still visit her. And the trip was so worth it. Her reaction was everything. The weekend was so much fun. We went to the city for a little. And it's funny because like I am such a suburb girl. Maddie, Marissa and I, like we all are. And the city life is just so foreign to me sometimes. Like I just don't get how you don't have a car, but at the same time, like I would never want to drive in the city. So it's like, I get it, but I don't because I need my car. I am trying Newly for the first time. It's a website that you can rent about like six clothing items a month, kind of like a fashion pass or rent the runway. And my gosh, they carry over like 300 really good quality brands or you can buy and sell through their resale market. So if you really do like something that you rented, of course you can buy it, which is really nice. And I love that aspect of it. And I wore a lot of my newly clothes in New Jersey and I saved so much money because I am that person that needs a new outfit for every occasion. It's horrible, I know, don't be like me. And I've wasted so much money on clothes that I only wear once or have to wait a year to wear again. But then I'm over it and at that point I'm like, okay, no. So this was perfect for me. If you are like me, do this. I don't know why I haven't thought of this earlier. They're very specific with their sizing, which I do like, like they have photos below. And like, I am a medium at heart. I'm always between a small and a medium. And so I always just go with a medium, but I didn't look at the actual sizing when it was like runs big. I was like, nah, I'll still be fine. Some of the things were a little big on me, but it literally told me that it was, but I just didn't believe it because I just get everything in medium. So definitely look at the sizing and the reviews. They're super helpful. I just didn't and I'm dumb for that. And guys, keep in mind, like, this is not sponsored. I just really love sharing things with you that I personally use and I think you'll really benefit from. It was only $88 a month for this, so definitely going to do it again. This trip coming up in Fort Lauderdale that I have, I am having so much anxiety about. And the sole reason is this is Bobby's event. Like, he got invited to and I'm his plus one. Like, I'm just tagging along. And he knows some of the guys going, but I will be the only girl. Already stresses me out because you know how you at least want to know that one girl that's going to help you just plan your outfits a little bit, give you some sort of idea of how the days are going, a little bit of an itinerary. And I'm just not a very go-with-the-flow person. 
Like I wanna know the timeline of everything, what the vibes are, what restaurants we're going to so I can look at the menu prior and I have none of that on this trip. So anxiety is at an all time high. I don't like not knowing what to expect, but at the same time, like I wish I was more chill and relaxed with that because sometimes the best trips can come out of like zero expectations and that's what I'm really hoping for. Like remember that old TikTok where I was like, sure, I'd love to go with the flow, but what time does the flow start? That's me. Something that got a lot of your guys' attention that you want to learn more about is us women's cycle. I posted a video about how I work out when I am on my period. And a lot of you didn't know that you should just take it easy during that time and how we should be prioritizing certain things during each phase of our cycle when it comes to working on balancing our hormones. And instead of focusing on how our bodies truly work and teaching us about fertility and, I mean, the miracle of growing a human, we are simply handed a pill. Our physicians are telling us women that hormonal issues are normal and it's just being part of a woman. When in fact, that's the complete opposite and I will go as far as saying that is total gaslighting. We are not taught that our menstrual cycle is a vital part of our health. I remember when I was on this crazy diet and I was over exercising, I lost my period and I thought it was the best thing ever. I was like, cool, don't have to worry about this inconvenience now. When in reality, it was a sign my body was telling me that something was really wrong. Birth control is not the answer to your hormonal imbalance. It's simply a band-aid that covers up the issue. But what it's really doing is it shuts down your hormonal cycle and it shuts off what ultimately makes you a woman. I want to educate you guys on our bodies and natural cycles so you feel you can make an informed decision and take back control of your own body. During our natural cycle, we produce a hormone called progesterone which protects our brain, bone, uterine, and breast tissue. It's a natural antidepressant and can decrease the risk of breast cancer and heart attacks. Since our natural cycle is shut off during birth control, what birth control does is it delivers a large dose of synthetic estrogen, which prevents progesterone production. And this is why birth control is connected to autoimmune diseases, depression, infertility, gut problems, and suicide. Have any of your doctors told you that before prescribing it? Because I know mine didn't. And I was in college when I talked to my gynecologist about getting it. And she was honestly shocked that I wasn't already on it. And I felt pressured because I was the only person I knew at the time that wasn't on birth control. So I felt like, well, if everyone's on it, I need to be. Like, am I weird for not being on it? And I am so glad I didn't. And it was because my mom told me of all of these long-term effects that my doctor failed to tell me. Now, if you are on it, there is no judgment. You don't wanna get pregnant. And you don't want to have those horrible PMS symptoms 
to come back that you had. I completely get it and I totally understand and I was so, so close to being on this myself. But I'm gonna tell you that there is a better way to take back control of your body and balance those hormones for your health's sake. And hopefully after listening to this, you feel more empowered to just make a decision that is best for you. So I'm gonna talk to you guys about what I help my clients with on a daily, which is them making the decision on their own, of course, to get off of birth control and how we can seed cycle to make sure that those awful PMS symptoms don't come back. Us women go through four phases within our period. And I'm gonna start off with the one that we are oh so familiar with, which is the menstrual phase. This is when our hormones are at their absolute lowest. Usually lasts around three to six, maybe seven days. There are common symptoms that you will experience because our hormones are at their lowest, which is tiredness, lack of motivation, brain fog, a little bit of lethargy, those one to two hormonal pimples near your chin, and you get more and you become more in tuned with your emotions because you were probably a little more moody when you were due for your period. So you start to feel more introspective and have that kind of aha moment of like, oh, that's why I was a bitch yesterday. Makes sense now, happens to me every month. I wanna go over some abnormal symptoms. And this, these might be the reasons that you got on birth control to begin with. First one's gonna be, of course, painful menstrual cramping. A heavy menstrual flow nausea and vomiting, gassiness, diarrhea, ew, uh, painful bowel movements or urination, chronic pelvic pain, and severe headaches and migraines. These are all signals your body is pretty much just trying to tell you something isn't right. And in order to reduce pain from your period, you want to focus on foods that have magnesium, zinc, calcium, and detoxification compounds to help you reduce that period pain. So foods like dark chocolate, ginger root, wild-caught salmon, kale and spinach. Those of you that don't have hypothyroidism, if you do, stay away from kale and spinach. Uh, Pumpkin and flax seeds and avocados. And since you are losing a good bit of blood, considering we are bleeding for almost a week, eating nourishing and grounding foods and iron like grass-fed beef, potatoes, cooked rooted veggies will really do you good. And again, don't take this too literally. Just start prioritizing a couple days out of the week and this will help. You don't need to take it and be like, go to the grocery store and it's like, that's all I'm having. Have what you want, but incorporate these a couple days out of the week and you'll be good. As for working out, since our hormones are at their lowest, it is not a good idea to do any type of intense workout. Focus more on slow walking, stretching, lightweight lifting, kind of like just going through the motions while you're lifting, and maybe yoga. Low intensity is gonna be the name of the game during this phase. Like, Don't forget that and don't feel guilty about that either. This is how we learn to work with our period 
rather than against it. Because your body will thank you through these next two phases, which is the follicular and ovulatory phase. The follicular phase is 10 days long and begins as soon as the bleeding stops. Our hormones start to rise, so a rise in estrogen is going to make us feel a little more outgoing. Testosterone brings our libido up. So it is very common whenever you do get off of your birth control, your sex drive really does come back. We have more energy and creativity starts flowing again. Progesterone, which I mentioned is our protective hormone, is being produced to begin producing an egg. So we want to support that progesterone through healthy fats. Our hormones are made up of cholesterol, guys. Don't be afraid of cholesterol like these doctors are telling us to be. But that is what our hormones are made up of, and we need healthy fats. So avocados, avocado oil, olive oil, coconut oil, grass-fed butter, fatty fish, nut butters, olives. We want to add more of these during this time, plus we can't forget about our gut health either. I kind of look at this as like my time of the month where I really do focus on gut health by adding a little bit more fermented foods like kimchi and sauerkraut. I'll add in my bowls, kombucha tea. It's like my go-to every time I go to the grocery store. I'll pick one up and sip it while I'm shopping. Kefir, yogurt. All of these are probiotic foods that are going to help support that gut health because that can get messed up whenever we are on birth control as well. And as for your workouts, we can start to add a little bit more intensity. Think of this as more of a moderate phase within your workouts. Get back to strength training, circuit training, uh, maybe shorter rest periods, Pilates and bar. Those are all great. And then we are in the holy grail, the ovulatory phase. This occurs 14 days after the first day of your period. We are fertile myrtles. If you don't want to get pregnant, don't have sex during this time. Unless you're like me and you're trying to get pregnant, <laughs> we have to plan around this time. Sex, it's so sexy, let me tell you. This is the only time you can get pregnant. Our fertile window lasts about five days. Sex hormones are peaking. We have a ton of energy. You might feel like you look better on average, and we call that that ovulation glow. And what's sad is like when women are on birth control, they are missing all these amazing things. They are missing the part of our cycle where we feel our best as women. And within your ovulation, you want to stick to the foods I mentioned within the follicular phase. So prioritizing all of those healthy fats to continue to support our hormones. But you also want to incorporate a lot of water and high fiber foods like maybe watermelon, chia seed pudding, to help offset any water retention or constipation because that is very common during this time. As for protein, keep it light. Chicken, shrimp, salmon, tuna, any seafood, always think like that's light. As for your workouts, high intensity guys, go for it. Go for those PRs, those HIIT classes, heavy weight lifting. You are going to feel so good and have so much energy during this time. And this is why I have, I have such a love-hate relationship with 
workout classes because I really do think they're beneficial. Like, guys, any movement is good movement, but you're going to pick the unlimited classes for the month because that's the cheapest option because they want you to go every day. So if you are someone that has that, make sure you are going light within your menstrual phase and really turn it on within your ovulatory phase and your follicular phase. Like that's the time that you can really push it. But it's so important to know that and when to kind of take a little bit of a break, have more rest in between and that. So just always keep that in mind. I am genuinely jealous of men because our hormones are fluctuating every single month. And those two-ish weeks with the follicular and ovulatory is when we feel our absolute best. Like, wouldn't it be amazing to feel that all weeks of the month? Men don't have to go through the ups and downs like we do because once we hit our last phase, which is called the luteal phase, things start going downhill again, unfortunately. It lasts about 12 to 14 days and is between, of course, ovulation and our menstrual cycle. The first half, though, of the luteal phase, we still feel pretty good. You're going to still feel some of the effects from the ovulatory phase, but as it gets closer to your period, I would say probably a week before, PMS symptoms will occur. Our hormones are starting to dip. So a little bit, or in my case, a lot of bit of moodiness occurs. Tender breasts, food cravings, uh, because our metabolism does increase by 10%. So we do get hungrier and you should eat more. We want to return to those grounding foods like in our menstrual cycle. And that's because they're just higher in nutrients, higher in calories. So again, any red meat, beef, potatoes, quinoa, Avoid raw veggies, like make sure they're really cooked because it's just harder to break down. Like our body's already going through a stress within our hormonal change and like it's stressful on your digestive system to break down a lot of raw veggies during this time. But the main thing we want to avoid most of the time during our luteal phase is going to be caffeine and alcohol. Those are two added stresses to the body we don't need when our body is already in a stress state. And I'm not saying to completely give it up. Like you don't need to be completely like sober from caffeine and alcohol for the next two weeks, for two weeks out of the month, which will probably do you good, but just avoid going for that second cup of coffee. And if you're going out, stick to maybe one or two drinks. Like I highly don't recommend going on any bender. Um, It is going to be different depending on the plans that you have, but Even if you're more aware, like, okay, I'm going to this party, I'm drinking all night, I am in my luteal phase, so when I get my period and and if my symptoms kind of suck, this is probably why. The power of knowing the why, guys, is so important. And just, again, taking that control of your body. As for the workouts, the first half of the luteal phase, so the first week, you can kind of still do what you've been doing. I wouldn't go like for very, very high intensity or shooting for PRs, but get back to just that moderate intensity. But a week prior to your period is when you want to get back into the light strength training, focus on the form rather than going heavy. 
add in some yoga, walking, just any low impact and low intensity. That is going to help so much. So with all that being said, guys, if you are considering getting off of birth control, try this. Seed cycle by making sure that first you are tracking your period. There's so many apps out there that provide that. Prioritize those certain foods that I mentioned. And the way that you work out is going to keep those dreaded abnormal symptoms at bay. And you'll also learn how to work with your period rather than against it. I've helped my clients get off of birth control by doing this and they are back to a regular cycle, so in tune with their body and they took back their control. I have a little surprise for you, those of you that stayed with me at the end of this and I wanna give you guys the four phase of your cycle guide that literally explains everything that we just went over and you have it with you for life. So if you are someone that is just ready to get off of birth control and take back control of your body, this is for you. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It would mean the absolute world if you followed, subscribed, wherever you were listening to, rate the podcast, tell me what you think. And until next time, I will see ya. Bye guys.